Hi there, and welcome to the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. In this podcast, we share all things Nordic and natural, such as Nordic skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. I am Sato Mäkinen, the founder of the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, and I will be your host in diving into these topics. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you won't miss the coming episodes. Right, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Patrick Berifeld, a PR consultant, travel journalist, and a long-term beauty industry changemaker, I could say. In today's episode, we dive into the discussion about men's beauty standards and take a look at how the cosmetics industry is starting to consider men both in their production and marketing. Patrick has been working with the cosmetics industry for more than a decade, so we can absolutely say that he's a great person to talk with when it comes to these topics. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast, Patrick Berifeldt. Do I pronounce it right? Yeah, you do. Thank you so much. It's good Swedish pronunciation, yes. Yeah, we've been in contact for a while and it's so nice to have you on on the podcast as well. Uh, but for those of you uh, that don't know Patrick yet, would you like to share a few words about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for the intro. Yeah, I've been in the beauty industry back and forth for about 10 years. And I'm kind of a PR person, you would say, but I also for about 10 years ago created Stockholm Beauty Week, but then I sold it after a week. <laughs> no, not after a week, after a year. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, uh, that's a long time ago. So now I'm mostly working with uh, different brands and also been involved in different awards and been in, in the jury and tried different skincare brands and um, makeup brands and the tools, etc. I'm also a journalist writing about both health and beauty, as well as travel journalism. So I'm just doing my thing, but in different kind of areas. I love to go to different spas to review them in Europe and different places. So yeah. So nice. I mean, obviously that's a little bit about the jobs you've been doing and yeah. so how has your beauty journey been like personal beauty or skincare journey or then within the skincare industry if i would start with my personal journey mm. um it's actually been my interest in skincare started when i was a teenager since i had bad skin i had acne i had oily skin problems with you know a lot of acne i don't know what what the reason was but my brother had as well so i think it was both genetically and maybe due to hormones, stress, and what you eat. And then I got to kind of try different brands. I just started with you, you know, uh, really low, basic, cheap ones, uh, just trying out, you know, how to do a cleanse and moisturize, but it didn't really help at the time, but I started to, you know, go deeper into a bit more kind of salon brands and did some treatments. But I don't think it was maybe enough for the problems I have at the moment. So I got some quite bad acne scarring. And when I grew up and got older, I, I started to do different treatments within skincare and trying to erase the acne scarring. And it was maybe uh, just one of the ways into skincare and beauty, but I also loved the 
make up the colors and stuff. So I've, I've been fascinated about beauty for a long time, but that's one of the ways I started to, to learn more about skincare and, and, and beauty. Color cosmetics and all this. Did you have some uh, icons that you were following or how did that come to be? I mean, I'm 32 right now, so I was, you know, in my teenage years. It wasn't so much about the social media and having maybe so many role models within the area, especially not men. Mm -hmm. But I went to my local kind of makeup store, which is uh, a brand actually, it's called Makeup Store in Sweden. There was this sales lady that helped me out and I went to courses, you know, and bought all the products and tried them out on myself, um, going deep into, you know, makeup because I thought it was so fun. For the, I would say the last 10 years, I haven't been doing so much makeup for myself or anyone else. Uh, it's just been more into the skincare regime and into health and well-being and, and working from that, from inside out also. Mm, I guess it's always like at some point in life we like certain things and then later we get interested in other things. I also had like, I was a teenager, I used to do very heavy makeup at some point, like rock style makeup and everything. And nowadays I barely use makeup. I mean, I'm always very in a natural state. So we really change during the course of life as well, right? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I just thought it was so much fun applying makeup and etc. But then I realized for my skin to be able to breathe and feel, you know, in a natural state, it, it felt better to work from inside and also working with having a natural beauty in my uh, skin and not maybe applying too much uh, makeup. But I think it's still really fun to go into that, you know, section where you have a lot of makeup, but then it's more into a specific occasion. I've learned that with myself. I, I have like a baseline or a foundation in, in life, how I want to do something, both with my health and beauty, but then you have these special occasions where you want to do something special. For instance, apply a lot of makeup and do a photo session or something. Mm, exactly. Gladly, nowadays you already have quite a huge range of natural cosmetics as well. So True. some are really like 100% natural. So in that sense, you can also apply better materials on the skin yeah. than before perhaps but still of course if you have if you apply things on the skin that stay there all day of course it, it can affect also the skin but uh but yeah it's nice to see also changes on this side i have to say in your teenage years you started being interested in the color cosmetics and all this where i grew up we're roughly the same age so if i would think that there was a boy who started doing makeup and color cosmetics Around those teenage years, that would have been something very different from the standards how girls and boys and men and women have to be. So how did you grow up with this kind of expectations or, or standards? I mean, I kept myself in the closet as, as good as I could uh, during my teenage years, which was very tricky. I was bullied really hard. And I think when I got out from one school when I was 15 and then you start um, what's called in Sweden gymnasium it's like you know upper high school I think or something like that yeah and then I was able to be a bit more myself and then I started to discover and try out more around makeup and beauty and I got some you know 
how should I put it, um, both bad and and good comments about it. I think it, it felt like it was viewed as something that was unnecessary since I was a man. It was like, you know, even though I wasn't really bullied at the time, but it felt that sometimes you were, wouldn't say use the word special, but not part of the general group, the mainstream in school. And it was tough being myself, trying to just fit in. And there was even teachers that was, you know, uh, implying on somehow that I was superficial or not being authentic or something just because I was a man interested in beauty. And um, yeah, it was a tricky time. Yeah, that's quite interesting that even teachers thought that that's not necessary, but at the same time, the girls can and kind of have to almost wear some sort of makeup, for example, in school. Yeah. So it's kind of, what do you call it, double standards in that sense. I feel like the times have changed, though, that we were kids like in the 90s, 2000s, so things were very different and there was no social media. So mm. nowadays, I'm sure that you can find all kinds of people easier because at the time you were kind of in your own town, own school, and that's what you knew. So I'm sure things have changed a lot as well. And what I see mm. that all kinds of expression is okay these days in a different way than probably was, what is it, 20 years ago now almost or something like this. Yeah, I mean, I'm 32 now. So like 15 years ago and, but so much has changed. Um, Maybe also because I I grew up and I'm now I'm I'm not old but I I I'm grown up and I feel so much more secure in myself. But I hope also that younger people in the teenage years now can feel more comfortable. But I think it's very individual and also where you come from. I mean, if it's a small town up north in Sweden, I think it's still very tricky. I would guess. Mm. But maybe living in Stockholm, a bigger city, it's hopefully a much better place. But what, what I saw that the makeup part of my discovery within beauty, it was kind of a way of discovering my own identity and just playing around. So it doesn't maybe define me so much, uh, having been into more into makeup at the point of the time. But it should be viewed as just a playful way of finding yourself. It's not something that's defining you, but more just have the room and space to be playful and not making it too big of a case or how you wish you put it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like getting to know your skin literally and mentally and inwards. I mean, is there more self-knowledge than that? I don't think so. And then obviously, like how you feel to look like in a way that if you want to play with makeup or anything I mean that is such a self-cover and I feel like everyone should do something like this during their years you know get to know themselves and then they can be healthier mentally and physically I think over the course of life yeah definitely and then um, talking of which I wasn't uh, mentioning but how we discovered each other I think it was also partly due to last year uh, during Corona, when everything was so digital, and I had a kind of a beauty show called Beauty Talk that I will relaunch this week again. Ooh, exciting! On Instagram, where we'll be chatting, you and I and Andrea from uh, her channels. I'm so excited, and I'm also playing around now finding a new character that is kind of more in <laughs> using makeup again because it will be my kind of a persona called Lolita where I'm going into full drag and doing 
beauty news and uh, so talking of makeup and going all in I think that will be a fun way to discover it again that's interesting because I mean obviously we can see you also without makeup very natural state and then to make a very different kind of look that that will be really interesting exciting I can't wait <laughs> yeah me too I just have to find the right wig and also uh, meet a friend of mine called Peter Englund and he's really a good uh, drag show artist uh, he's more into kind of creating different styles for others at the moment, but uh, it's going to be amazing, yeah. That's so cool. Well, if we talk a tiny bit about the, the skincare industry then, I mean, you've been following quite a quite a while already. How do you think, how have you seen it change when it comes to, for example, the men's products or unisex products over the years? When I was a teenager, I didn't even see skincare for men specifically. Um, but during that time, uh, during these 15 years, I've seen more and more brands that are specific for for men within skincare. And it's often kind of uh, intertwined or linked to shaving or beard or something that is into, you know, something really manly. And then they discover, okay, we can do moisturizers as well because some men want it and the cleanser and we can earn money on this. And it's the big ones. They are targeting uh, men more and more. And then also you could see on the shelves or online that there are some smaller brands as well, but it's still a really big untapped potential because there's so many brands targeting women. I mean, it would be probably like 98, 99% of everything regarding skincare is for women. But I'm also a bit against the view that you would need specific men's skincare because there isn't a huge difference i said i don't say it's no difference but there's definitely not a huge difference mm. between uh, male and female skin i mean for me example i i use what i find the best skincare for me no matter if it's <laughs> in a specific dark colored bottle uh, where it says a man or men so i think it's a bit tricky talking of this because you know I want more men to take care of themselves when it comes to like everything, just uh, self-care, when it comes to well-being, mentally, physically, regarding both health and beauty. Um, so I'm really for that you kind of can create eye openers for men to take care of themselves. And that could be within skincare. So I'm actually slightly pro that there are specific men's skincare brands even though I think it's maybe not in the future necessary to to kind of be so outspoken that it's specifically for men. Maybe in, within 20 years, you will talk more about, okay, for women, you have this specific uh, problem with your skin or you have this type of skin. And then that includes men, but I'm not sure. We'll see. Hmm. I guess also maybe if we're going towards more natural, I mean, obviously the ingredients are going to be the same in different portions, maybe. Hmm. So it will just be skincare for everyone, no matter if it's a man, woman, between whatever the gender. So if you have natural ingredients, they're perhaps not so specified either in a certain sense. What do you think? Yeah. 
digging a bit deeper regarding the specific men's skincare products. I mm. the, the ones I've tried, because uh, as I mentioned, I've been uh, the jury in an award for um, both skincare and makeup, etc. And then I've tried so many different brands, but I tried a few for men. And what's something that annoys me is that they kind of, it's uh, regarded as uh, compulsory or you're really obligatory that you have this men scent that is like this perfume it's like almost always the same kind of scent as well and it's so fun to see that you have like you know this specific scent that every 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 single product should have everything from the deodorant to the moisturizer so i think hopefully we will get out of this bubble but i also think there's always going to be a room and a space for men to be able to buy these products where it's always the same kind of male scent, but it's, it's one just of the things that I've noticed and it's a bit fun, but I understand it as well. Yeah, scents are a funny thing. I mean, obviously men's products usually do have this kind of typical men's scent, very masculine kind of scent. But then at the end, I think that's also something that is changing these days that people really like all kinds of scents. I mean, there are women that prefer more masculine scents as well and men that prefer more feminine scents or somewhere there between. And it was funny to see actually in the in the awards last year, not in Astro Beauty Awards, the men chose more like the unisex lighter scent instead of the very masculine scent. So this was really interesting to see what was chosen as a winner last year from the men's side. So I think there's room for kind of a lot of more variety and all kinds of sense. So I think I think you're right there. One thing that I was um, when I was in the jury for an award, I was also trying actually when we're talking of scents specifically and also perfumery or scents for women and men. I tried two different brands. One was um, actually AI driven, where you put up three different pictures and uh, uploaded it to their website. And then they created a specific individual scent for you. And I got an amazing scent and I'm so happy for it. I want to reproduce it. I will probably do because it's soon empty. I don't know how it worked, but... Um... That was only the pictures? Exactly. And it's so strange. I don't know how it worked, but I got a scent that was, you know, you would find it a bit androgen uh, more, you know, you wouldn't say it was specifically feminine or masculine. So that was really an interesting part of, you know, finding your own scent. Maybe there's more ways to do it than just uploading your pictures or something. But I, I would really hope that uh, more people could discover it. And it's not this hard border between female and male scents or perfumes. Talking of scents, it's so interesting how that realm and space is kind of creating a space for something in between the male and female. Yeah. Definitely. And scents are so personal in the end, you know, especially like choosing a fragrance is so personal. And I that's something I actually personally struggled a lot that, you know, I think it was around the teenage years when everybody started to find their own scent that they wanted to buy and use. I never found one, like I still don't have my own fragrance, let's say, that I use. So 
either it is maybe nowadays from the natural oils or whatever, but I never found the one that really felt like mine. So, yeah, I mean, I had some favorites when I was younger, but now I'm trying so many different ones, but I'm much more into kind of, you know, kind of quite fresh or citrus tones. I don't know if you would define it more as masculine or so, but uh, it's a journey finding your own kind of sense. But I'm also so playful when it comes to beauty and um, self-care and uh, sense and etc. So I have many different ones just using the one I feel for at the moment. But I'm not afraid of using kind of more feminine scents as well, even though maybe not the hardcore feminine ones, but I'm still feeling that it's fun to just play around. And uh, it depends on the day, how you want to feel, how you want to smell. So that's also really interesting. Yeah. Well, then I would have one question for you because you follow the industry quite, quite closely. What's trending now? I mean, what's trending in the men's skincare or in skincare in general, what do you see? Uh, tricky question. Um... <laughs> Just a small question. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly, definitely. Uh, no, but the, the main trend when it comes to products for men, I think is either if there are small or big brands, it seems like the brands targeting men, they are trying to find their niche and to reach their customers through some specific products regarding maybe something that could be portrayed as masculine from the beginning and then they widen the range. So I would say it's more into, you know, they are not like highly scientific, like in the beauty industry and the kind of skincare regime for women, it's always like they're targeting women with talking about it scientifically or et cetera. But for men, it's more how they can feel uh, comfortable just using any products, no matter how it worked or how how how, how scientific or well uh, it works for them. It's um, like a beard product. It's a beard oil or something regarding shaving that is obviously so typically masculine or anything else that can be portrayed as masculine, obviously within sports or targeting men through, you know, if you've been exercising hard or during fitness afterwards you feel dry in the skin you can apply this uh, or someone's talked about that you were targeting men with skincare with the, just the statement just you know you have a skin you should take care of it it's just like it's something obvious like just men would start to discover that they actually have a skin in their face <laughs> and that now it's the time to start applying something it's so basic you know the, the the message so i'm just having fun seeing all this even though i'm happy that something is happening i i see it's almost like a equality project where men can be allowed to use products even though i'm also sometimes asking myself just now is this just a way to find more customers obviously it is for beauty brands but i hope that it will feel more as a self-discovery rather than it's a necessity because I think there's always being a room for men that if you don't want to take care of your skin you don't have to but if you really feel that it can be beneficial for you and and you like it go ahead I'm just happy for it 
yeah, in certain sense, you cannot like this, especially we talk a lot about the fact that men's skin is a bit thicker, so it doesn't necessarily need the same style of products or even many products, so to say. Perhaps there would be market to change the products that men already use because they had a lot of, you know, shower gels and things that yeah. probably should be changed to something else. Yeah. But it's funny, really funny how you say it's like really the difference in way of marketing. Like, for example, the fact that, oh, you've been doing sports and now you need a product to refresh yourself. Like, there's not a sentence like this for women, even though women do sports the same. Yeah, that's true. For women, it's often from the beauty side, like, oh, you will have a beautiful skin and all this. And then for men, it's like for more practical. Perhaps our brain also works sometimes differently, so I'm not comes from that sort of science as well but it's funny to see the difference how marketing is done yeah definitely that's what triggers me the most at the moment because i don't think the products itself are so much different even though i find many of the products targeting men are in the range of being a bit more basic because i think the brands think that that the men won't spend that much money on products so they don't kind of create these premium brands for men. I haven't seen them yet, so many. I also did a study uh, interviewing when regarding skincare. I mean, the, the range was, some of the guys were just like, okay, maximum like 10 euros or something like that. While another kind of more, he was maybe around 45 years old or 40 and had uh, kind of a good salary and he told me okay i could actually use a product that or spend 70 to 80 euros on a product if it really works but he wasn't so inclined to buy any product at all so maybe he wasn't the best target group but still there is a range but i think if you're up to maybe 35 years old uh, as a man i don't think they are inclined to spend a lot of money on beauty and self-care so it would be needed to be quite basic and cheap product for the bigger audience to buy the product i think i think this is also something to do with what we're used to in a way that for example no matter what gender if one is used to let's say to buy a soap of one euro in the supermarket, which doesn't include the best ingredients perhaps, but if that's what you're used to and that's your image of what you can get, you need a soap, it's one euro, that's it, that's what you put. You're not ready to put 20 euro per soap, no. let's say. But if you learn what's in them, who's made it, where the money goes, all this, then perhaps you're more open to other options as well. Depending, of course, what's your situation financially, but... Yeah, I also, when it comes to channels where men would buy their products, I also, when I did these interviews, a lot of men, they wanted to go to a pharmacy, uh, a physical store to talk to someone that felt serious and had, you know, you know a lot of knowledge about the products. They didn't want to buy things online um, they want to meet someone that is helping them because they felt so lost when it comes to this and they need guidance. So that was quite interesting, actually, because, you know, the beauty industry and the skincare industry has really grown so big online for women, for all these uh, different uh, e-commerce sites. But for men, uh, talking of, uh, with them and interviewing them, they wanted to be 
in a pharmacy, a physical store talking to someone. So yeah. Do you know what this sounds like? The men actually want the science behind the products then, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's just science backed or based. I think it's also about this personal relation with someone, talking to someone. And I'm not sure if the person they are looking for is giving them just scientific based arguments, but just getting some guidance and help and in being in a space where they feel, okay, this has been curated from the beginning, uh, thinking that in a pharmacy, they would know more about what's scientific maybe in the beginning. But what I saw is that they want this personal contact or maybe a friend that is kind of knowledgeable about it. So they want a referral, someone that they can trust, rely on. And then if it's science-based or not, I'm not too sure, but um, yeah. Yeah. How do you see the beauty industry or skincare industry in the future? What do you think this can be? Um, what would you like to see? Do you think in general or for specifically for men? In general, but also for men, perhaps. Okay, yeah, I, I like your space of doing more into the so-called natural uh, beauty. We had this discussion for a year ago, over a year ago, when we discussed, okay, what's the definition of natural beauty or skincare? So that's a bit tricky, but I, I like the way forward where we think about products not needing to have unnecessary ingredients and thinking more about our so-called um, microbiome or the, the health of our skin. It's more about health in your beauty regime rather than results driven. And you don't care about the health of your skin. You just want a specific result. But then it can, can be counter with, you know, that your skin is maybe getting sensitive of making it more where you can erase your wrinkles with this and that acid. I'm much more open to that it works with your body as it already works, you know, with, with the ingredients that your body or skin can absorb and feel comfortable with and recognize uh, and not something that is just stressing the skin or your body. So I'm hoping for the future within beauty will be more in line with well-being and health and being in line with the body and nature uh, as it was intended. I'm hoping for, and I'm seeing also that it seems like it's going that direction, actually, both when it comes to skincare and uh, products for your body or mm, makeup, you know. So um, I, yeah, that's what I, I see and hope for. Mm, anything specific when it comes to men or genders in general? I think there will be a long time for maybe 20 years that it's just about widening the male skincare market or the male beauty market. I mean, if you look at markets that are a bit more pro kind of male beauty, for instance, in South Korea, there's already booming. It's creating so much interesting stuff for men. And a lot of men apply and use beauty products. And knowing that South Korea is actually such a trendsetter for the rest of the world, we don't talk about that that much in Sweden uh, or in the Nordics maybe, but South Korea is really, if you look at South Korea, I think uh, we will have the same 
but just a bit uh, in a later stage. So if you want to see how it will be in Sweden or the Nordic countries in about five, 10 years time, I think you should look at South Korea and it's happening a lot. So I think it will, it will change also for male skincare, male beauty products. It will be much more mainstream to use it. So I think we'll see a boom within 10 years time in, in Sweden or the Nordics as well. Uh, and I'm excited. That's such an incredible point because I've been to South Korea as well and I was so wowed by the fact how the beauty is there and how, how things are kind of forward in a lot of sense. Obviously they have their skincare routine that became worldwide known. And then obviously Nordics have also other ways to kind of answer to that to make more minimalist style and there are always different kinds of reactions to things. It's going to be interesting to see how this is going to play out in the coming years. Mm. Can I ask you something? I mean, you've been obviously following kind of a bit of the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards as well. Is there something what you've been seeing like product-wise or trend-wise, what you've been liking or like perhaps something that is still missing that you wish that there were more Nordic brands doing in the natural scene? Uh, I can definitely say what I've liked and... It's been so interesting with um, natural beauty products for your body. I, I love that space. I think it's so fun. And there are some really nice also premium brands. I think I had the view that for at least uh, five, 10 years ago, everything that was natural was also kind of basic sometimes. And maybe, mm. you know, but I see that trend and I like it because just being natural, it doesn't need to be, you know, so, so, so basic. It's also about the experience of uh, the product itself and the packaging and some kind of uh, nice scents or etc. So that I really like. But uh, finding something for to widen the space, since I'm so inclined to think about health and well-being as a big part of beauty, I would want to see more in that section and it's so wide and big so I couldn't define exactly beauty that is in between the the kind of the, the things you would think about beauty and health in between there the self-care regime that I would like to see even more and obviously also more natural beauty for men yeah and this is definitely a section that keeps just growing I'm doing this for the third year round now, so I already see a change in that. And actually, that is something you can see also in the jury. We have more men jury this year as well compared to last year and the year before. So, yeah, this is definitely something that keeps growing also over here. Yeah. Before I forget, would you like to share where people can follow you, what you're doing, come to see the beauty talks and whatever else is coming in the future? So. That's so lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, but uh, my main channel at the moment is actually my own Instagram. It's called Patrick Bergfeld. It's spelled with a K and B-E-R-G-F-E-L-D-T. And you can find me there on Instagram. I'm posting not just about beauty, actually. It's a lot about my life and also traveling and health. But um, I also review products time to time. And I also have my beauty talks there. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting now coming back to that. And then I'm also creating some new interesting concepts coming up this autumn and, and next year's spring. And it will be both within 
and the realm of beauty and health. So stay tuned and uh, I will post it and share it. And yeah, that's basically it at the moment. So interesting. I will obviously link all the handles below in the show notes. So anybody who wants to connect with Patrick can find them easily there. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, that's lovely. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to talk to you. See you soon. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. Make sure you have subscribed or you follow the podcast so you won't miss the coming episodes. If you know someone that would love to know more about the subjects that we're discussing in this podcast, please share this episode. We will keep sharing all things Nordic and natural, such as Nordic skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-scenes stories. You can follow the Nordic Natural Beauty Journey also on our Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest pages, simply at Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, and on Twitter at NNB Awards. Until next week, bye-bye!